Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. J.P. Finley from our sister station in D.C., 106.7 The Fan, WJFK, just tweeted that the Commanders are going to have Major Tutty. Now, I've not been a big supporter of our new mascot, Major Tutty, but this is going to be pretty cool. The racing presidents from the Washington Nationals will be at FedEx Field tonight racing against Major Tutty uh, at some point in the game. I think that's kind of cool, and it just it's awesome how it feels like Josh Harris cares about the fine little details of enhancing the fan experience and making FedEx a destination once again. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is our buddy Linnell Willingham. What's going on, Linnell? What's going on, Adam? How you doing, bro? Oh, yeah! Youngest in charge movement! You already know. I played some Jay-Z to come back. So I hope you're excited for that. <laughs> Say that again, brother. I, I, said, I said I played some Jay-Z for you when you came back here. Uh-huh. I appreciate that, my man. I appreciate that. Yep. So I was listening to your show last night, hosting Overtime on 106.7 The Fan. You had my new co-worker, MP, Michael Phillips, on the program. And yes, th- this is a must-win game for Washington against the Chicago Bears. What's your breakdown, man? Yeah, you hit it right on the head, Adam. I feel like if you want to be considered a real team and a real threat uh, to make the playoffs in the NFC, you got to win the games like this. Chicago 0-4 coming in. Uh, they blew a game last weekend against the Denver Broncos where they were up 28 to nothing in that one. Justin Fields in that offense finally started to show some signs of life, but uh, ultimately they blew it. For Washington in this one, I think Sam Howell's first primetime game, Adam, it's a coming out party and really – He's got the opportunity to show the country exactly who he is. And I think we're still wondering here locally exactly who he is. Is he the quarterback that turned the football over five times against Buffalo? Or is he the guy that had stones last weekend uh, and nearly upset the defending NFC champion? So we'll see. Well, I I don't think anybody that is a credible reporter believes that Sam Howell is who he was against the Buffalo Bills. A couple of those turnovers late were him trying to make plays happen when the game was already out of reach. I think Sam Howell is the guy that showed up against the Philadelphia Eagles. Rivera told reporters, quote, it was a hell of a performance by Sam. He bounced back. He learned from last week. He grew and got better. It was reflected in the way he played. It was reflected in the way he led our offense. If Howell's going to play well tonight, though, he needs help from his wide receivers. And I'm calling out Terry McLaurin. He didn't get his foot in bounds. That was a good throw by Sam Howell. I'm calling out Jahan Dotson, a massive drop on third down in the third quarter. And I'm calling out Curtis Samuel. When you get the ball in your hands, stop juking. Go, go forward. Go straight forward right away and pick up as many yards as possible. Sam Howell needs his weapons to be weapons tonight. Adam, I think you're going to get a lot of these receivers making some big-time plays here tonight. Chicago's beat up in the secondary, and even when they're healthy, they're one of the worst secondaries in the, in the National Football League. I think Jahan Dotson, to me, is the guy that – I'm kind of waiting to get going all offseason. You remember he was everyone's darling and everyone's candidate to be a breakout player for this offense, and he hadn't really gotten off uh, to a great start this year. He obviously had the big catch last week, so hopefully uh, he can expound upon that. The one thing I love that Eric Bieniemy did last week, Adam, getting Terry McLaurin involved early and often, I think that's a recipe for success as well. 
Yeah, it should be a good game. And, and one thing I'm worried about is it does feel like Chicago changed something last week offensively for them to put up 28 ah, points Denver on the stinks, board. Adam. Dude, they, you just think Denver stinks? I, I, I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> it, Denver didn't stink in the first half against Washington. Oh, that's very true. That's very true. But they gave up 70 to Miami last week. Guys were running wide open. It was hilarious. But, look, Chicago's okay. Justin Fields is not a guy that I'm willing to just write off at this point. But Washington, to me, man, has got to win by two touchdowns. For me, well, that's the thing. You're talking with a lot of confidence right now about a team that struggles in prime time and has uh, basically Chicago. the last 25 years that I've watched this franchise. It feels like whenever there's a big game, Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football, more often than not, we put up a stinker. Can I remind you of the Monday Night Massacre against the Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, Can I remind so. you of Sunday nights where the Dallas Cowboys whooped up on us or Thanksgiving a few years ago. We have not been great in prime time, and so I think you're crazy to say this is a two-touchdown victory. This is a game that's going to come down to the wire. I think Chicago just can't handle Washington on both sides of the line of scrimmage. Sam Howell coming in, the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. Chicago only has two sacks on the season, Adam. I think he's going to have all day to throw. I think we're going to see this offensive line kind of strut their stuff. It's amazing. They were really the big question mark coming into the season, and they've played really well, uh, average to above average. The defense is really the question for me. Can they keep Justin Fields contained, and can they limit the explosives, which has been a big issue for them as of late? Washington going up against the Chicago Bears at home at FedEx Field. They announced it's going to be a sellout. They announced the Metro is going to stay open late. I mean, what are you thinking here with the attendance? Are we going to see 90% Commanders fans, 80%? What's your take on how it's going to look on TV? I'm actually really curious to see. I feel like Commanders fans are going to dominate this one, though. I'm, I'm impressed to see that this is the third straight sellout. Uh, a really good start for the Josh Harris era here uh, in the early portion of the regular season. But the one thing I'm excited, we got backyard band performing in the Legends Plaza beforehand. Yep. I think it's going to be a night uh, where people try to come out and really have a good time. And they know it's the Chicago Bears, right? If you're a fan, this is the perfect game to come out to. Washington expected to win, favored. I don't know how many more times they'll be favored for the rest of the season, Adam, but this is a really big opportunity for them to me to go out and prove to the nation who they are. Did Linnell Willingham know that Slim Charles from The Wire is in the backyard band? No, I did not know that. And I actually, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna say what I was gonna say. I was gonna embarrass myself, but I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> All right, Linnell Willingham, he's here with us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. Follow Linnell on social media, Nell underscore BTP. Give me an offensive and defensive X factor for the game. Offensive X factor could be the screen game. If you watched the game last week uh, against the Denver Broncos, Denver had some success in the screen game against the Chicago defense. Antonio Gibson touching the football. I loved last week that they didn't put him in the doghouse after the fumble. They continued to make him a part of the offense, and I think him and Brian Robertson are going to be able to get off tonight in the passing game. And then on defense, it's not really even an X factor. It's just what has to happen. This front four must dominate. Chase Young, John Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, it is their coming out party here tonight. They have an opportunity to me to get to Justin Fields. He's a slippery quarterback, but I think if they stay disciplined and maintain their rush discipline, uh, they'll be in a good spot. If Washington squeaks out a victory 27 to tw- or 28 to 27, do you believe Jack Del Rio should be on the hot seat? I do. 
Yeah, I have to agree with you. I said it last night, Adam. There's just no excuse for me at this point. The offense, they had their stinker against the Buffalo Bills. You got a fifth-round quarterback in Sam Howe, first-time play caller in Eric Bieniemy. They get a little bit of credit built up with me, so to speak. This defense, though, you've invested so many resources and so much capital on this side of the football. Your head coach <laughs> is a defensive-minded guy. Your defensive coordinator is a former linebacker. Like, there's just really no excuses for this group. It's the fourth year in the same system. I'm kind of disappointed in the amount of explosive they've given up to this point. Like I keep saying, tonight is a coming-out party for everybody. This defense has to show well. You know what's interesting about this defense, and Sam Fortier mentioned this on the Junkies, a few years ago uh, the defense was struggling and, and you could put the blame on William Jackson III. A couple of year, uh, before that you could have put the blame on Landon Collins playing out of position. This year it's just individual mistakes. It's Emmanuel Forbes getting burnt with a double move. It's Derek Forrest letting the Bills uh, run deep past him. It's Chase Young sometimes not having da- gap integrity. It feels like you can point to different individuals this season versus the reason the defense hasn't been great. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. The old cliche is, is so true. It was so true last week in the game against Philadelphia, Adam. It was a game of inches. There was so many moments where it felt like Washington was so close to making a play, but guys just didn't. And I right. think that's more of the emphasis going into this week for this bunch. Just make plays, right? right. A bunch of first-round draft picks littered across this defense. Go out and strut your stuff and show the rest of the National Football League who you are. The one thing that I want to hone in on is this defensive front because I feel like the onus falls on them. The play calling from Jack Del Rio is based off of his expectation of them game wrecking, and they haven't done it in the last couple of weeks. You know what? You made a great point there about it being a game of interest. I mean, think back last week in overtime. Derek Forrest makes a huge play on third down. Looks like he stops the Eagles just a couple inches short. But then they hurry to the line of scrimmage and do the tush-push on fourth down to move the chains and eventually kick the game-winning field goal. So it always is a game of inches here in the National Football League. What is your official score prediction? Yeah, I think Washington and this offense really puts up some points here tonight. I think they win 35-20. to 20. I think Sam Howell throws a couple touchdowns. I think they show some balance here tonight. Defensively, I hope hopefully they can force Justin Fields and this Bears offense into some turnovers. I think in order to feel confident moving forward, they have to beat a bad team pretty bad four out of their next five on the road Adam so this is a must win to me it's Linnell Willingham with us here follow Linnell on social media Nell underscore BTP does a ton of work uh, for 106.7 the fan and the team 980 I'm sure he's going to be working uh, on a commander's game day which you can check out but uh, you were also on Fox 5 and I've pulled up a screenshot here of how you're looking You, you look pretty good above the waist I don't like what's going on with your pants. You look like you're bow-legged. Like, did you take too many hits playing college football? What's going on with your knees? It's like they're bent inside. You look like a turkey. <laughs> I am uh, what they call bow-legged in the yeah, hood. Yeah. Look, I'm sweet of foot. Don't let the Craig Hoffman video out there that's surfacing on YouTube, me going against Anthony Haney in basketball, don't let that determine your, your outlook on me as far as athletics goes. It's just I'm, incredible. I'm Above the waist, you look like you're fitting in with these really impressive looking guys here on Fox. Below the waist, it's like, who are they just letting anybody on Fox 5 these days? <laughs> wow. You know, I did not expect this one to came on with you. Hold on. I, that, here's the thing okay. is, I can't even see the shoes, but I know your foot game is not good. 
I had the oh I had the, the whole grain wheat nines on. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I never showed up on Fox 5. They invited me on Channel 8. None of, none of the big boys. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I appreciate it, man. Keep doing your thing. All right, man. Hey, when can they check you out tonight? Burgundy and Gold game day over on our 106.7 The Fan. We got Burgundy and Gold game day live getting started at 8.15. Uh, we've been taking calls all halftime long, so make sure you tap in. As the commanders hopefully beat down on the Bears, Adam, and clearly by what I'm saying, I have high expectations for tonight. I don't know about you. I know. I, I'm, I'm desperate for a win. Hopefully they can get it done. That's Lynnell Willingham. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105. 105- 1FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. We've been going hard in the paint for Commander's Bears, so we wanted to mix it up a little bit. Earlier this week, I was talking about the casino that's proposed to come to Richmond, and the vote is going to be November 7th, and I want everyone to know that AWOD is voting no to a casino. I don't want one here in Richmond. I don't really enjoy the one uh, that's in DMV there. I like my casinos in Jersey and in Vegas. Those are the, those are the spots for casinos. I mean, seriously, I, I've never been uh, a big gambler. I, I've seen it hurt people. I, I've seen friends of mine waste money. I've got one degenerate friend, Moneyline Mike. It feels like he's putting his damn rent on the line every weekend. Win or lose, you know, it's uh, it's something that I don't really enjoy to do. I like to have a little bit of a sweat on a game, but not enough where it's like, hey, I want to go to a casino and sit in the sports book and, and gamble thousands of dollars. So I will vote no on a casino. Stubb, have you weighed in on this? That's a no from Stubb, too. That's a no that's from a, Stubb, that's too. That's a Stubb, no. Okay. Do Absolutely we, do we, no. Um, But you told me we do have an update on this yeah. story. Uh, Mayor Stoney is promising the casino funds will go to child care programs. Which just is, it's gross to me. Yeah. It's like, if you don't vote for this, the children the are children going to go on the streets. Yeah, and that's what's it's, really pissing me off about this damn th- casino here. It's like, there are so many other things that we should be focusing on as a city, right? There's so many other things. And the biggest thing that comes to mind for me is the damn ballpark. Let's work on the diamond. Instead, they're just trying to pour money into casinos here. It feels to me like it's something that's going to help people outside of Richmond, but not help the Richmonders. And, and on- apparently the little children on the streets. Right. It's going to help them, I guess. I, I almost, like, there's no statistics to back this up. I feel like casinos lead to more divorces. because <laughs> Right? Because you're going to have the guy so. going out spending. The, the woman's not going to like that. I just, I, I've... I'm not a pro. I'm not pro casino here for Richmond. If you have a valid reason for why you think it'd be a good idea for Richmond, call in. It's open lines here. Yeah, is this thing still working? Eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. If you're driving around and, and you're voting thumbs up on Richmond having a casino, I want to hear from you. Eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. Eight three three eight zero four zero nine ten. I'm just. I'm not in on a casino, and I. I hate that update. Yeah. Rem- read it one more time it, to the audience. What is the exact quote? And what's the source here? Is that from our friends at uh, CBS 6? Who, who wrote uh, this the article? is NBC 12. Okay, NBC 12. NBC 12, and uh, I, I don't have like an exact quote on mm-hmm. it, but it, they are gonna. They said they're going to give the tax money to child care programs at Richmond. Let's give it to the casinos. children. <laughs> and if you don't support it, your children will suffer. That's what yeah, they're saying. That's what they're saying. Right? They're just putting yeah, the, an the, ultimatum on it. 
Yeah, the street children are going to be kicked off and and you know spat what? on if you don't vote yes to the casino. Mayor Stoney, we've got an open door po- open door policy. Come on in. Come on in. You've got 30 days here to convince me and my listeners why we should vote yes for a casino and driving these trucks around Richmond that say a casino's coming is BS. If the casino's not coming if I have my word because I will vote no. I will vote no. Here, I, I have a quote now, and it's just gross. This okay. <laughs> is straight from Stoney. He said, now the votes will see where the dollars are going and what it is going to. It's going right to places like New Direction. That's where it's going. And think about the young ones. Oh, my gosh. How, does he realize that this was up for a vote last year and the people voted no? That's the most frustrating thing about this. They're shoving it down your throat. All right. They're saying, hey, take the red pill. Take the red pill. Take it now. And if you don't, your children are going to suffer. <laughs> I mean, seriously? For a casino. Yeah. Like, ugh. It's insane. It's insane. Hey, so we I have something to bring up here that's kind of funny. So uh, I'm doing a group chat with all my boys here trying to get them to come over for the cookout, uh-huh. right? It's the Commander's primetime game. We talked about it earlier. I'm going to have buffalo chicken dip. We're going to have chips and salsa. We're going to have soda. We're going to have beer, brewskis for the boys. Uh, but uh, the group chat is in an argument whether or not we like the place Buddies. The dive oh. bar um, in the fan area of mu- museum district, and I know you you've been to Buddies. I before. love Buddies. It's 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 a walk. It's a five minute walk from yes, my house. That's what I said. I'm trying to convince the boys. I'm trying to make Buddies great again. There, a few of the friends in the group chat are firing back, saying the floors are sticky. It smells like cigarettes, and I'm like, yeah, that's what dive bars feel yeah. like. That's that, why I like it. That's the environment. Right. And and it's it's good food. Yeah. They got great happy hour specials. Right. They have music there sometimes. Yeah. They got great trivia there. Great games. I'm I am very I, pro dive bar. I like to fit in, you know. Yeah. I don't want to go to a place where I have to dress up. You know, sometimes I go out in sweatpants. All right. <laughs> I just need a beer to get me through the night. <laughs> yeah, I just want to I want a bar where I can I can sit in a booth with my friends. Yeah. Like that's what I want. That's what I want. Yeah, absolutely. Love love dive bars. You had an ice cream debate yeah, you wanted to there's get to. There's something we, that's been tearing the stub household apart. Oh, really? Between me and my roommate, James. So, so break this down and give the audience a little, the uh the listeners a little bit of inside baseball here. So, you're from Richmond, you went to Virginia Tech. Since moving back, you you decided I don't want to live with mommy and daddy, right? So you uh-huh. so where are you where are you at right now? So, I'm I'm downtown Museum okay. District. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's a great little spot. Yeah. Great. We got a balcony. Nice. Love it. I don't Love, have a balcony. So I'm jealous. Great. Yeah. 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 And so he's he's asking me, because we split groceries. One okay. of us goes one week, the other goes I like next. that bit. Yeah. And he goes, what ice cream do you not like so I can get us something good? And I go, oh, I, you know, chocolate, mint, coffee. Trying to cover my bases. Those are the ones that you those, do like. No, I don't like. Oh, you those don't like mint? I don't like mint. Dude, hold on a second. That's a showstopper right there. I don't right like there. mint anything. Mint chocolate chip was mm-hmm. a staple in the Epstein household. If my dad's listening right now, he's going to be disgusted with you, Stub. You know how good <laughs> mint chip, the green ice cream Dude, is the no best. No way. No way. I oh. like gag a little bit with toothpaste. I hate mint. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So what? Is, so are you just a simple vanilla guy? I Or like fruit. Any kind of fruit. Like cookies, strawberry. Yeah, and like a okay. cookies and cream, a cookie dough. Yeah. I'll okay. go like there's a lot, right? Yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. thinking he'll get something like that. Yeah. Because I give him my nose. He comes back with caramel praline. What? I what's a praline? I don't know. I have and, no idea. Car- caramel so you that was on your list of things you don't like. Well, so, I, I didn't so say here's that. Here's the thing. I, I, he directly defied you. No, he didn't. I, I didn't say caramel, right? I didn't say I didn't like caramel. Yeah. And but he, I didn't know that that was an ice cream flavor. Right. And so when I'm mad at him because he got this weird, dumb flavor, 
He's like, you didn't say you didn't want it. He tricked me. What I don't understand is how you're staying skinny with that much ice cream in your household. It <laughs> is unbelievable. I didn't to eat me. a bite of it. <laughs> you just said this is terrible I said, stuff. This is ter- I don't want. I don't want nuts in my ice cream. I, like I didn't say I didn't want caramel praline, but who's thinking about that? I know. I like to. I like to think he directly defied you. I think like so. he went out there and he said, "I'm going to get the ice cream that Stub won't eat, so that it'll sit in the freezer and I will only eat and it." And he did. He's a little freak when it comes to sweets. <laughs> <laughs> he likes black licorice. You know actually, He'll eat anything. I actually, I might be on your roommate's side of this <laughs> argument here because here because here's the thing is. You're right. You're splitting groceries. And I've done that before with my roommate when I was living in Arlington. But he used to do this bit where he would go out and he would buy things that he knew I liked but didn't love. Right? <laughs> like, I like chicken. I like steak. He would get a lot of shrimp. All right? Uh, you know, he would get, uh, what was it? Uh, he would get a lot of white rice. And I like brown rice. It uh-huh. was like he was stocking up on <laughs> things that he knew I would let sit in the fridge so that he would eat it only. All right? And you know what? That's the smart thing to do. <laughs> I, I'm on team roommate here. Stub, you're on your own. You got to get your own pantry. You got to have a sign on the pantry that said, this is for Stub and Stub only. Well, I, I mean, it's keeping me from eating ice cream. So I, I guess that's a win at the end of the I mean, we he's got, we got a whiteboard. He's putting different flavors every day for me to vote on. So I he know. gets the right. The last one he put on was like lavender. That's not a, that's not ice cream. Uh, hey, you know what? Hey, I'm, I'm going to say something right now. And it's a little offensive. All right. I hope. That your metabolism <laughs> slows down and you start gaining weight. Because I'm so jealous of what you've got going in your household. You're talking about you got Doritos left and right. You got all these other chips. You got an ice cream problem. If I, My ice cream problem is in my gut. All right? It's that anytime I eat ice cream, I feel like I'm 13 pounds heavier on the scale. I'm hey, trying to lose weight. I was born in the year 2000. I got my time. I know. It's unbelievable to me when you say that. It's like, why? Like... I wish I had never met a person born in the year 2000. And now I'm working with them every day. Are you kidding me? Uh, can we get an older producer? Can we get someone that's wise? <laughs> no, I'm just messing with you. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. If you want to chime in on Stubbs ice cream debate, let's take it to Twitter. We don't need to discuss it for another segment on air. You're listening to AWOD on The Fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, available around the country on the free Odyssey app downloaded today. Just search 910 The Fan. We are live and local here in Richmond, Virginia, from 12 to 3 p.m. And we've been talking about this Commander's game Thursday night football, home at FedEx Field. It's the welcome home season. And Josh Harris has done a really good job of making FedEx a destination once again. It is sold out. The third consecutive home game sold out this season. I'm fired up. The fan base is fired up. And hopefully Washington can get the win. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline to give her perspective on the game from the Washington Post, it's Cindy Boren. What's going on, Cindy? Oh, nothing. I mean, you know, it, everything is coming up roses here. The football team is a feel-good story again. Sure, they're two and two, but you know, 
uh, fans are back in the stadium and, and things are going things are going about as well as you can expect, I think. Yeah, and I think part of that is because they've won the games they were expected to win, they lost the games they were expected to lose. I mean, when we, the schedule came out, everyone said, must win in Arizona. They said, oh, if you go mm-hmm. to Denver, you have a chance to be 2-0 for the first time since 2011. They did that. And then the next two weeks here, we kind of expected a loss. Against the Bills, we thought it was going to be closer, blown out. Against the Eagles, man, that was a tough matchup. So if the Commanders can just keep winning the games that they're expected to win, the fan base is going to stay happy. <laughs> well, you know, this is such an important month for them because there's there there are the next three games are very winnable. Yeah, uh, The Bears, the Falcons, uh, the Giants. Um, I actually thought they might have a chance against the Eagles, even though it was in Philly, because they beat them a year ago. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, maybe when the game um, at the end of October is here, you know, maybe there's a chance. Otherwise, it's not unrealistic to see them coming out of coming out of the month of October at what five and three, maybe four and four. Mm-hmm. Um, four and four is not bad, considering the defense hasn't played. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, particularly well, you know, generally um, Jack Dorio's defenses come together a little bit later in the season. Yeah, why do you think um, that is, Sandy? You know, there, there have been injuries in the past um, that have, I think, limited them. I can't really explain it this year other than, you know, Montez Sweat is just having a monster um, season so far. Of course, naturally, it's in, you know, his free agent year. Yeah. Um, that would figure, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, they they keep giving up what the they've given up what the fourth most points in the NFL, but that's skewed a little bit by the the two opponents, the two losses, you know, the Buffalo and the and the uh, Eagles. I think um, they're allowing something like twenty six point five points a game, um, but you know they they give up those killer killer plays, and uh, I do think they'll come around. I really do. Um, yeah. I think. <laughs> They almost have to play better, don't they? But again, I you know the, the month of October is pivotal. Yeah, and look, they've got Chase Young back, and he's making an impact. So there's no excuses anymore for Jack Del Rio. And last week, a lot of people got mad at Eric Bieniemy for the play calling. Well, he showed the ability to make adjustments, and the offense was much better. So now I'm looking at Jack Del Rio. Your defense couldn't get a stop against the Eagles. I want to see what kind of adjustments yeah. Jack Del Rio can make here to make the job easier for Sam Howell. So he's not playing from comeback, or he's not having to put 30 points on the board uh, to try to win a game. Well, they won't really be challenged, I don't think, by the Bears' offense. So it will be kind of hard to determine anything after after tonight's game. But, you know, the Falcons, uh, who knows about the Falcons? Because guess what? They have on their roster backup quarterback uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, who, you know, might have a little bit of institutional knowledge, even though he doesn't have much on Eric Bieniemy. But, um, you know, that'll be interesting uh, right now. It, it just is what it is. The offense needs to keep putting up the points and the defense will come around. Cindy Boren with us here on the Hadeen Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. She covers the Commanders and more sports for the Washington Post. How big of a deal to the city and to you guys at the Post is it that the Commanders are going to keep the Metro open late? Um, You know, for us at the Post, it, it doesn't really affect us too much, our coverage too much. For fans, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to tell you. You're familiar with the DMV. It's a tough, tough way to get 
uh, road to get to um, FedEx. Yeah. It's not a pleasant trip. Um, traffic is always snarled. Well, it hasn't been for the last few years because no one's been going. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it will be snarled again. It's a it's a feel-good thing. Again, it's a sign that people in charge get it. Rather than not caring about mass transit and preferring to gouge fans for the ridiculous parking fees, get them on the metro. Yeah, it's not necessarily close to FedEx Field, but there are a lot of people who who resented the parking um, costs that, you know, Snyder charged. Yeah. So, will- and. Right. Yeah. I mean, one of those people is my dad. I mean, the reason we stopped going to games is because you're paying for tickets and then it's $50 for the cash lot or it's $40 for this lot. And it's like a like three quarters of a mile away, you know, so it's just been so frustrating for so many years. But it's cool to see that the game is sold out. So obviously the fan base has responded to this post Dan boom. Yeah. And especially um, the next couple. Well, you know, tonight. They want to see a game that they think the team can win. Can you blame them? Right. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how the Eagles game at the end of the month will go just because it has been, it's been Eagles territory for the last, I don't know, five, six years, more than that, maybe. Um, And I, I think it, I don't think it will be. I think it will be uh, a strong contingent of, of um, commanders fans there. I think the days of having a, a stadium filled with, fans of the other team are are for now this any this year anyway over you can follow sandy on cindy on social media at cindy boren read her work at the washingtonpost.com all right i'm going to close the show today with my keys to victory but cindy what do you think what's it going to take for the commanders to get a win uh a good game by sam howell no turnovers uh i don't think he'll have a a bills-esque game with turnovers uh, get the running game going, um, you know, so that he can get a little bit of confidence and, you know, build on it, something they can build on. For the defense, uh, don't get, don't let the Bears score. I mean, they shouldn't. Uh, this is a test for them to show that, you know, they're, they're actually decent against a poor team. Yeah, no, I totally agree. They can bend, but don't break. You can give up field goals. Don't let Justin Fields get into the end zone and put seven points on the board. And with Sam Howell, you're right. I mean, they blew an opportunity last week with a young quarterback, no interceptions, no fumbles. You have to win those kind of games. Yeah, you do. But, you know, um, and everyone was kind of acting like it was a moral victory. and That that expression makes me just break out in hives. (laughs) But but it was an important thing I think to them uh, confidence wise Um, but of course it's a quick turnaround this week isn't it yeah I I totally agree with you I hate moral victories but I do agree with the notion that if they only win by one point or squeak out a victory tonight it's a moral loss you know they need a commanding victory yes yeah oh absolutely I agree I agree and and whatever happens you know a commanding victory would be a springboard um, against the Falcons and then the Giants and then, you know, the Eagles. It's, I think you really need to look at the stretch coming up here. This is so important. Yep. Cindy, thanks so much. Appreciate it. You bet. Bye. You're, you're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. What up? Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio right here on 910 The Fan, your home for the Washington Commanders. 
That game can be heard right here on 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, always available around the country for free on the Odyssey app. So you guys know we do this every Thursday. I look through every single game of the NFL schedule, and I give you my pick for certified game of the week. Now, I'll tell you this, all right? There have been four weeks. I'm 2-2 two and two stubbed in my certified games of the week. They have not been great. I've been fooled by some matchups. Um, I picked Washington last week uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. That was probably the game of the week. I mean, it went to overtime. Uh, the week before that, I, I went with the Chiefs-Jags. Definitely got that one wrong. Week one, we went Monday Night Football, and it was the most watched Monday Night Football game in, in years. So we'll give ourselves some credit for that. It's time for this week's Certified Game of the Week. This is a Watt Certified Game of the Week. Officially recognized as the NFL game this weekend that is certain to meet the qualifications or viewing standards set by football guys around the country. Touchdown! 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 Diving for the left pylon. He's in for the touchdown! Guaranteed to be a football guy's football game. All right, so I do think tonight should be a decent game, Thursday night football for Washington, but the Bears are not good enough for this to be certified game of the week. 9.30, you've got Jags-Bills in London. That's a two-star game, definitely not good enough to be the certified game of the week, but it should be a fun game in London. I mean, the Bills are coming off of an incredible performance against Miami. The Jags got a good victory against the Falcons. They're trying to prove that they're for real. I think Titans-Colts, that's a division rivalry game. Both teams are 2-2, two and two. should be decent. I like Ravens-Steelers. But look, I-, I told you guys earlier, the obvious choice for this week is the undefeated San Francisco 49ers hosting America's team. As much as I hate to call them America's team, uh, that's what they've been called for years now, and that is the Dallas Cowboys. It should be an excellent matchup. They've got it at Sunday Night Football, so it's going to be prime time for everyone to watch it. Give me Cowboys at Niners as AWOD certified game of the week. Now we move over to my keys to victory here for the Washington Commanders hosting the Chicago Bears. And look, I I do think there's a chance that this is an ugly game here. Like, this could be a game that comes down to the wire. Even though this should be an easy Commanders victory, I I don't know if I... uh, believe, like Linnell said, that they could win by 14 points here. They're going to have to come to play, and it's going to start with the first snap of the game here. Remember, this is a Bears team that Justin Fields is already hearing rumors that they might want to draft a quarterback at the end of the year. Matt Eberflus is definitely hearing reports that he might get fired. He could lose his job at the end of this game. This is a Bears team that has lost 14 straight games. You cannot let them snap that streak in your building. Like I said to open the show, we must protect our house. Like the old Under Armour commercial said, you, we must protect our house. You're at home, sold out. Crowd's going to be rocking. Here's how you get the victory. Key number one for the commanders. Brian Robinson Jr. You've unlocked something. You've unleashed a running back that runs downhill, hardcore, I mean, my goodness, he can carry people on his back for five or six yards. He's been close to breaking one, a breakout game. Have a nice 30-yard touchdown run. That comes tonight. Brian Robinson Jr., over 100 yards rushing. 
We move over to the defensive side of the ball. I told you guys, I need Jack Del Rio to show me the ability to make adjustments. Your defense has not been good enough through four weeks. In fact, the defense was the reason you lost last week to the Eagles. Your offense played perfect. No mistakes from Sam Howell. They score 30-plus points and you don't win? That comes back to the defense, especially the secondary. How do you help the secondary? You don't let the quarterback have all day in the pocket to throw. You can't take a deep shot if you're constantly under duress. And so I want Jack Del Rio to blitz more. Send. It doesn't have to be seven guys. You don't have to send an all-out blitz. Send five. Send six. All right? Send four and then send a, a, a delayed rusher from the linebacker position here. Give Chase Young, Montez Sweat, John Allen, Deron Payton some help by sending another player so they're not constantly facing off against double teams. If the defense can get three sacks and one forced turnover, that is key number two to a Washington Commanders win. And then key number three. Like I said, I think it comes down to starting strong here. I looked back at that Eagles game, and the Washington offense played perfectly for the first two drives. First drive, 14 plays, 75 yards. Second drive, 7 plays, 75 yards. And you know what? The best part was they got into the red zone, and they converted. Some really cool creativity with the play calling from Eric Bieniemy in the red zone. Scored one touchdown on an end around to Curtis Samuel. On another with Sam Howell uh, making a great play to get us down to the red zone. And then Brian Robinson Jr. runs it in. Fumbles recovered by Terry McLaurin. It was good red zone offense for the Commanders. So my third key to victory, no slow starts. I need the offense to put up 14 points in the first half. Yes, that's more than they scored the entire game against the Chicago Bears, but that was with a lousy Carson Wentz at quarterback. Sam Howell is showing the ability to improve, showing the ability, showing signs of life, getting better every single week. They called him Mr. Autocorrect all offseason. He looked like that, correcting the mistakes that he made against the Bills. I need the offense to put up 14 points in the first half, so that way you're not forced to make a fourth-quarter comeback against a desperate Bears team. And that way, I've got the Commanders winning. Give me the awkward final score, as Thursday Night Football seems to have an awkward final score always, of 26-21. to 21. Commanders win. I appreciate everybody listening to the show today. Had some great calls and some really good guests. Stub. Providing some content here with the great ice cream debate of 2023. Great job today, man. And it's Grant and Danny coming up next from Washington, D.C.